Changing minds one thought at a time Greetings everyone and welcome to the Empowering Faith Series. How are you doing today, Jessica? I'm doing amazing, Akina. Um I had two days just snowed in in my house, got some time to relax and recoup and rejuvenate and just really excited to take on this new week and, and tackle an amazing topic tonight that we are so, so passionate about here at Changing Minds Online. Awesome, Jessica. You know, we we do talk about this topic and because we are both passionate about this. And, of course, having the wonderful Minister of Motivation to come fill it with a cherry is going to be awesome. So without further ado, I would love to introduce to everyone listening to the Empowering Faith Series today, Dr. Walter Sims. How are you doing today, Dr. Walter Sims? Well, I am doing I am doing just fine. The only way I could be better if we were triplets. Oh, come on somebody. <laughs> I am doing just fine. And, and I wanna thank you, uh, you and Miss Jessica. Uh, I thank you for allowing me this opportunity to uh sit with you for a few minutes and talk uh with your fellowship. I'm very humble about the invitation, so I'm very, very appreciative to be here tonight. Oh, yes, most definitely. When when we were discussing the Empower and Faith series, your name was the first one that popped into my head. It was no way you weren't going to be on this series, so, you know. Amen. So, amen, amen. And now tonight we're going to be talking about the power of purpose. And I know I have watched you on Periscope uh, numerous times, and you really, really do home in the power of purpose and how necessary it is. So can you tell us about your journey uh, towards your purpose? Well, um, it's it's just such a very interesting story. Um, I grew up uh, in the in the home of a Baptist preacher. Uh, my dad was my pastor for forty six years. Um, he passed uh, last August, and one of the words that just kept popping up uh, at his home going uh, was faithful. And if if thing that I did glean from his life was uh, he lived on purpose, and he was very faithful. And all my life, I, I ran from it, especially in my teenage years. I kind of ran from it because everybody told me, uh, they said, little Walter, you're going to be a preacher just like your dad. And so, uh, of course, when you're young and not knowing any better, you kind of shy away from where people tell you that you're going to be. And so uh, my senior year in high school, I did a paper on electrical engineering. And I was good in math and science, as my my research uh, suggested. If you are good in those areas, uh, then you need to pursue uh, a career in engineering. And so that's what I did at UAB, the University of Alabama in Birmingham. And I did that. I graduated. Um, I came down to where I'm living now in Dothan, Alabama, um, started working as an electrical engineer at a nuclear plant, and it was still messing with me a little bit because when I was a senior in high school, I did ask my dad. I said, Dad, how does a man know uh, when God is calling him into the ministry? And so he coached me a little bit, Jessica and, and Dr. Finch. He said, when God calls you, uh, Walter, you'll know. And so I took that nugget and I put it in my back pocket and uh, when I got to Dothan working at the nuclear plant, I started hanging out with these young preachers. 
And so we would go to youth revivals. We would hang out in church. We would go to concerts. And one evening at a youth revival, I, I took it as long as I could, and the Spirit of God was just so heavy on me. And I called my mom and dad and said, well, God has called me into the ministry. And so uh, that started that. And several years uh, ago, I was talking to one of my buddies that uh, I play online football with, and I was I was asking him, I said, Jimmy, uh, I need I need some residual income. What else could I possibly do uh, to get some more income? And he said, Dr. Sims, what else is a pastor but a life coach? And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I started researching that, and a light bulb comes on. And then I secured my first coach, and uh, she helped me with my first book. I invested $500 in my first coach, and it was the best investment that I've ever made. And I talked to her about four weeks ago, and she told me that I was her first client, and I have been her best client, and we've known each other now for about five years. And my life is so full right now because I got fired from my engineering job uh, this past uh, April, and I was an engineer for 30 years. And if I have been so inspired the last nine months, and I'm more convinced now that the sooner you can get linear in a straight line with your purpose, then everything else really doesn't matter. Like you put in the advertisement for the show, the two most important days in a person's life is the day that they were born and the day they figure out why. And the reason the power of purpose is so important, because a lot of people don't even know why they're here. They, The reason a lot of people are depressed is because they really don't know why they're here. And, and the late Dr. Miles Monroe, and I was very fortunate to interview him. I interviewed him uh, while I was doing some television work in Dallas, Texas. I was able to go to the Bahamas and sit in uh, on one of his uh, leadership seminars. And one of the things I've heard him say in one of his messages is sad to be successful in the wrong thing. And a lot of people listening to us now, a lot of people that listen to you and I on Periscope every day really do not know why they're here. And, and, and that's why they gravitate toward us because we talk with such passion because we know our why. And when you're big enough, you don't lament being stuck in the house because there's snow on the ground. You are excited because you 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 got a purpose. You know why you're here. Our purpose is mobile, whether we are shut in or not, whether we got power or not. Whether we high or low, it matters not where life finds us. We know what our purpose is. And so I, I, I'm going to let y'all ask questions, but I get excited. When I start talking about my purpose <laughs> and living on purpose, it, it just gets me excited because the thing that I hate, guys, the thing that I hate, the thing, the one thing that I hate is a wasted life. And it just it hurts me to my very core to see people sad, walking around like they've been sucking on sour lemons and baptizing prune juice. It hurts me to my heart to see people hate to wake up in the morning. They wake up sad, and they go to bed mad. But when you're living on purpose, every day is a joy. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. And, you know, really, my goodness, only about two and a half years ago that I also decided to find my purpose, to really live my life according to my purpose. And like you, I had always felt a calling really forgot and since I was a very young person and I had always been a very spiritual person and I ran from it and a lot of people said I was going to wind up being a minister when I was in college I went to a historically Catholic college 
although it was no longer Catholic when I was there, I started the very first Christian service um, when I was attending the college, and I became a baptized. I was baptized when I was in college as a Christian, although I had been following Jesus since the age of 12. And it was really just this year that I became an ordained minister that I said, okay, I'm going to take out this step and really just know that when you are called to do something that is, it's really, you do, you can't run from it. Like you said, you wind up living in that purpose and it's the only way that you really are happy. And for That's me, right. you know, two and a half years ago, when I made that choice to really, really change my life, what wound up happening for me, what it wound up being was I had thought, you know, what if, what if I get to the end of my life and I never figured out what would have happened if I took those risks? And I said, okay, the biggest risk at this point is not just, you know, being, is not like, you know, what would happen if I took the risk? And the biggest risk is not losing my job or losing my income or losing relationships. The biggest risk is what if my life ends this way? And at that point, I had a degree of success. I had a degree of success in business. I had, on the outside, it looked like I had it all. I had the car. I had the clothes. I had the apartment. You know, I had the job, but I wasn't happy and I wasn't fulfilled. And I said, at this point, I said, what happens if my life ends this way? I said, this is the biggest risk I could take. I said, the biggest risk I think we could ever take is not actually, you know, not, you know, not stepping out in faith and taking a risk on our dreams, but it's if we never tried. Never. I don't want my life to end that way. I don't want to go before God and, and realize I never lived my life. And there's a you know, and it's funny because one of my favorite movies that sounds silly, but is actually The Croods, which is a children's movie. And I don't know if it's one of my favorite movies, but one of my favorite lines in a movie. At one point, you know, the main character says, "This isn't. There's a difference between existing and living. You know, there's a, this, this isn't living. This is just not dying." She says the difference between living and not dying. And that's the bottom line is that, you know, we are so afraid or we're so programmed that what if we fail, but what if we succeed? You know, and, and it's only when we find and live into our purpose that we can ever really truly experience happiness. Because if not, we you know, if we're not living who we're called to be, we're never going to find that fulfillment. And we're never going to find that oneness with our creator, which is the highest level of being we can experience on this plane. So it's just for me, just like you, you know, it, it's about really finding what is it that you're called to do and having the faith and courage to really step out and act on it. That's exactly right. I, 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 totally, I totally agree with that. And, and again, People are experiencing a lot of uh, self-imposed stress because they are actors in their own lives, and, and I call them hypocrites because all a hypocrite is is an actor. And if you are an apple, and I break it down very simply, if you're an apple but you're spending your time trying to be an orange, you will always be stressed out because an apple will never produce what an orange can produce. And a lot of people are apples, but they're supposed to be an orange. And there are a lot of orange that's supposed to be an apple. But, see, somebody told you that, you know what, you just need to be content, just be an orange. And, and you're not happy because you were meant to be that apple. And, and that's where a lot of stress comes from. And, and that's what my one of the, the things that I do as a spiritual life coach, I'm a purpose finder. I help people find their purpose. I help bridge the gap between where you are and what God wants you to be. I dynamically coach people, and we work through a whole lot of stuff just to get to that one nugget of why you were here. 
And it man, I, I tell you what, when people, when I'm working with people and that light bulb comes on, that aha moment happens, that moment happens where they say, I get it, Dr. Sam, I get it. One of the things I teach on is the 90-10 rule. Live 90% of your life positive, 10% negative, because the more you walk in that positivity, the more you walk in your purpose, the more apt you're going to be to live a happy life. And, oh, my goodness, when people finally get it, oh, my goodness, I mean, that that's worth its weight in gold right there. Oh, yes, yes, Dr. Sam. You know, I definitely relate to that, you know, because I was that person that was told that they were an orange when they were really an apple. You know, I was told to follow this path. Follow this path. That's going to get you money. Follow that path because that's going to get you greatness. Follow that path because, you know, that's where you need to be, you know, to be a mover and shaker. But at the end of the day, I ended up doing what I was doing at five years old. I'm an educator. I'm an educator. I went around the bush. I went to engineering school, got that degree. Uh, I have uh, several business degrees, and I ended up being what? An educator. I ended up being on on the path that I was supposed to be because, you know, at the end of the day, I had to look at myself from inside me. I had to realize that, you know, these people were not living my life. I was living this life. I, I was living in misery while they were going along their happy little ways, while they were, in, you know, putting all of their opinions and thoughts on me, and I'm living in misery. I had to, what, claim my power and claim my purpose. And you know what? Some of them fell by the wayside because they didn't like my decision, but guess what? I am where I'm supposed to be. I'm living in my purpose, and you know what? I had to let them get off the train. I had to let them get off the train, and I guess what? I couldn't feel bad about that. I couldn't feel bad about that because what? Their their words were just making me miserable. My path, my purpose was going to bring me victory, and I had to get on that path before it went away from me, and I was sitting there with nothing. You know, Come we have now. to follow what the Lord says for us and not what other people say for us because at the end of the day, their opinions don't matter. We'll be standing in front of him in judgment day. They won't be standing Hello. there. And when he asked us why we didn't ride on the purpose that he gave for us, we can't say because Billy Bob and Sue said I shouldn't. No, we have to answer That's a little right. bit better than that. You know what the I'm saying? Right. We have to answer a little bit better than that. So, That's you know, so let's that. talk about that. Let's talk about okay. that, Dr. Sam. What happens, and, you know, we got a, when the audience has that problem, you know, I get a lot of questions about that. What happens when we have people in our ear telling us that our purpose is not good enough? What do you say to them? Well, I, I got a quote. I put it out today, and that was the gist of my message this morning um, at church. Uh, this morning when I ministered to the First Church of Periscope, uh, remember when the the, uh, the paralyzed man was lured into the house where Jesus was, and he spoke mm-hmm. that you said it forgiven. And then the people that were around, those haters that were standing around said, why does this man speak blasphemy? Only God can forgive sin. See, they they had a limited view of Jesus. He had to leave Nazareth and go to Capernaum because all they thought he was was an illegitimate child and the stepson of a carpenter. So he had to relocate because of the limited view of the people that were around him. And so 
I put out a quote this morning, and it's one of my quotes that I love, and the quote simply says this, if your opinion of me is less than, will you help me to be more than? If not, it's just your opinion, and you have my permission to keep your opinion to yourself. You need to be, and this is why people need to have a coach like myself, like you, like just in their life, like other people in their life that's going to push them to their excellence. You don't need people around you that's talking you down. And, and I think this year is this time to live out loud. My favorite song, now, it's an old song by Diana Ross, I'm Coming Out. I got way more to give than I've given, and so many people in 2016 have dumbed down who they are just to hang around people so they can be accepted. It's time out for that. It's 2016. It's time for you to step into your greatness. I have another analogy that I have been teaching people. When you're an eagle, you cannot and should not hang out with chicken heads. And there are three reasons, and we may not have time to get into all the reasons, but the first reason you should not, if you're an eagle, the first reason you should not be hanging with chickens, number one, the diet is different. Chickens eat chicken feed. They peck around, they cluck around, and all they eat, they eat chicken pellets. Now, an eagle's diet, and I believe in two things, Justin, Dr. A, I believe in God and Google. I Google what does an eagle, what does this diet consist of? An eagle eats 60 to 70% fish. And if you're an eagle hanging out with chickens, you're going to suffer from malnutrition because you're not going to get enough to eat. And if you're content on hanging around people that think you are less than, your vision, your purpose, your destiny is going to be malnutrition because the people you're hanging out with, and no disrespect to them, the people that you're hanging out with are not going to push you to your greatness. The second reason an eagle cannot hang out with a chicken is because the chicken poop is too restrictive. All of us have have run into this. When we are working outside of our purpose, where we are, is too restricted. When you are an eagle, your wingspan is almost bigger. So you have to understand tonight, if you're an eagle, you cannot hang out with chickens because that the chicken coop is too restricted. I don't care if you are an executive VP. I don't care if you're a CFO or a COO. I don't care who, what position you rise to outside of your purpose. It's going to be too restrictive. If you are built to soar, it is too restrictive for you to walk. Come on, somebody. And the third reason a chicken, uh, an eagle should not hang with a chicken is because even though chickens have good wings, uh, 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 blue cheese or ranch dressing, chickens have good wings, but they will never push an eagle to fly. And if you're an eagle, every now and then it's going to well up in your bosom. You're going to want to spread your wings and fly. So you're going to have to get around somebody that's going to push you into your greatness. And, and so the long and short answer to your question tonight and to everybody listening, get around somebody that's going to push you into your greatness. Yeah. And one of my mentors always says, if someone is not going to cry at your funeral, they don't earn an opinion to your life. You know, they don't have a right to have an opinion in your life. And it's really true. And, and what it comes down to it is, you know, the, the main reason why I think that people actually tell us to, to not do something and not to step out in our purpose, 
I think the truth is, is a lot of times it comes from love and it comes from them being afraid for us. They don't want us to get hurt. So oftentimes it'll come from a good place. And that's why often, you know, it's the people who love us the most, who we see on a daily basis, who are around us the most, that we feel like are the ones who are not supporting us. And and that's when it becomes difficult and it becomes personal and it becomes hard because we love them and we respect them. We want to, we want to make them happy and we want to, we respect what they say. And, and, but it's hard and we have to realize that they just haven't seen the vision yet and that someone has to be the first one to fly. And that and that's what a lot of us are. You know, a lot of us are breaking those generational curses of poverty, of, of the employee mindset, of the idea of just of being in that cycle and, and especially, you know, breaking those vows of poverty. The funny thing about it is that the number one reason why, you know, a lot of times people are told don't go out in your purpose and be an entrepreneur is because the people that love them the most are afraid that they're going to fail and that they're going to wind up not being financially successful when the truth is, is that the only way to be financially successful, the only way to attract real abundance into your life is to live into your purpose, into what God created you for. And the, we know that when we are being abundant, right, that God gave us talents, and it says that him that's given more will be given. When we use those talents the way that and honor God with them and serve him with them and add value to other people with our talents, we're rewarded in a very big way. And if you look yeah, at and, anyone and, who's and, ever really achieved right. any degree of success, it's because they broke out from the norm and they went and they lived into into their purpose, right? Look at Apple. Everyone said Apple, like, but Apple will never be successful. How can a phone manufacturer tell a phone company how to run their business? Well, now Apple's one of the most successful companies ever, right? And it changed the world. It changed technology. It changed an entire industry. But everyone said, and you know, this will never be successful. You can't tell you can't tell AT and T what kind of data plan. You can't tell Verizon. You can't tell this and that, right? But the world changed, and oftentimes it's really just fear is why people keep telling us not to go out, not to live into their greater. But the bottom line is, you know, and I always say this: in the beginning, people are going to ask you why, but when you do it, people are going to ask you how. And it really, you know, comes down to be having that courage. And again, I keep coming back to this word, but it's true, having the courage and having the faith to believe that you were born for something greater, that your story doesn't have to end this way, that you get to write your own story, that you get to write the ending, you know, that all those those cycles of poverty – all those cycles of abuse, all those cycles of generationally just being in jobs that make you unhappy, neighborhoods that you don't want to live in, that the generations of of being obese because you're not taking care of your health, of of living in disease because you're not honoring your body, that that when Christ died on the cross and said it's finished, it gave you the power to write a new story. And that's what being in our purpose is. It's, it's, it's It's really being intentional about how that story is going to end and knowing that we have the power to, to really write whatever story we want. And I always say that, you know, we're living into the purpose God created us for, but I also believe that the most powerful thing that God ever gave us was the, the, the gift of free will, the gift of choice. God didn't tell us what our purpose should be. We get to choose it. We get to pick it. He brought he, he you know, gave birth to every one of us to do something great, to do something amazing, to add value and to honor him in our actions and in our life. 
But the truth is, is that it looks different for all of us, and we get to decide what it looks like. And that's what an amazing God we serve, that he wants us to have that gift. He wants us to have that happiness and abundance, and he bore, He really brought us to do great things. What, what are your thoughts on that? I know that that's a controversial topic about whether or not we get to pick what our purpose is. Well, uh, that's one of the things that I promote is that we do have uh, the power to choose, and we have that's our God-given right is the power of choice, and that's one thing that we do have is the opportunity to choose. And people ask me all the time, um, why are you so positive? Why are you so happy? And my retort is very simple. I choose to be, and because that's my choice. I choose to be positive. I choose to be happy. I choose to walk out. Uh, my purpose. I choose to to be all that God wants me to be. And you know, your uh, what you said is so true. Uh, people think that they uh, are doing us a service by uh, trying to restrict our choice of walking in our purpose. They're thinking, well, we don't want you to be hurt. Well, I'm challenging that because just like you used the analogy about Apple, somebody probably told Steve Jobs, you would never be able to create a company. Like Apple, somebody told Bill Gates, why do you want to uh, build a computer system? Somebody told the person that started the Internet, you're not going to do that. Somebody told uh, the Wright brothers that you man man has never flown. Somebody told uh, Henry Ford, nobody has ever driven a car. We just used to the horse and buggy. Uh, the power companies, they started in somebody's basement somewhere. So we don't look at it from that perspective that we're working on jobs of entrepreneurs. You know, this country was founded on the on the mindset that we can't forge out new territory, new frontier. What's the theme of Star Trek? Go where no man has gone before. So I, I think it's a little hypocritical when people try to limit people that want to walk in their purpose. I, I think it's very selfish and I think it like you said, it's fear based because your fear you're fearful that if I let my light shine, then I'm going to put some shade and I'm going to throw some light on your darkness and challenge you to walk in your purpose because it, when you're comfortable, you don't want to be pushed out of the boat. And and that's another message that I talk about, but I know our time is winding down. But I just challenge everybody, get quiet. And if you have not found your purpose yet, it's time in 2016, this year is 24 days old, and my wife's birthday is tomorrow. I know today is the 24th, her birthday is the 25th. It's, it's time for you to walk out the purpose. It is time. If there was ever a time, the time is now for you to live out your purpose. And if you need some help, that's, that's what I do. But my challenge for you, what are you going to do to shape your life up? Because if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to keep getting the same results. And we know, we all know that that definition is insanity. And I challenge you tonight, as you listen to us, I challenge you to live out your purpose. Wow, Dr. Samuels, that was awesome. And that's an awesome way for us to uh, end tonight. But I do want you to tell the people where they can find you and where they can get some more of these nuggets. <laughs> well, again, um, Minister Jessica and Dr. A.D., I thank you for having me. And it's very easy to find me. Uh, I'm on Periscope at Dr. Walter Sam. I'm on Twitter with the same handle at D-R-W-A-L-T-E-R-S-I-M-S. And my email address is ministerofmotivation at gmail.com. And if you email me by midnight 
and simply say that I heard you on the Jessica, Dr. Adrian Changing uh, Mind uh, radio program. Uh, I will uh, give you a complimentary consultation, clarity call, 30 minutes, and uh, I can change your life in 30 minutes because that's what I do. And so uh, email me, ministermotivation at gmail.com, and, and let me know you heard me uh, on the radio program tonight, and I will give you a complimentary consultation. That value uh, is uh, $1,250. So I'm just giving that to somebody. That the very first person that emails me, we're going to sit down and look our hand over what's going on in your life, and we're going to get you straight in about 30 minutes. But I'm easy to find. At Dr. Walter Sims on Facebook, um, um, facebook.com slash minister motivation. Wonderful, wonderful. That's what very, such very a generous gift. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And thank so you so much Dr. for being on our call. I just wanted, you know, but just really thank you from the bottom of my heart. It was an honor and a privilege to to be with you tonight on our Empowering Faith series. And I look forward to tuning into your first Church of Periscope. Oh, well, amen. I'm telling you, we have a very good time. Um, I pass we preach in the evening and in the morning. I do uh, motivation, and we do our declarations and our affirmations and an affirmation in the mornings and in the evening time. Uh, we do our uh, church service. We had church this morning. We had communion this morning, and we had our church service. So, I mean, it, it's a virtual church. We have church right in the palm of our hand, and, I mean, we have a, a great time. And uh, uh, my, my morning time is motivational, and people are loving that. Uh, on Saturdays, we have silly Saturdays. So we, um, one of my goals, even before Periscope, was to reach the world. I wanted to make a million people smile. I wanted to motivate the world. I want to pastor the world. And with a little app called Periscope, uh, that vision is becoming a reality. So I'm very excited, Miss Jessica. Absolutely. It sounds like an amazing, amazing experience. I'm I'm going to definitely, uh, Akina wants to show me how to get on that. I'm still learning Periscope, but I, I'm sure she will talk me through it. <laughs> Akina, do you want to um, let our audience know how to get the rest of the, the replays of this call and tune into the rest of our shows? Well, certainly, Jessica. Uh, first, I want to thank Dr. Taylor for being on here. It was definitely an honor and privilege as always. And then I would well, thank most welcome. And if you if something resonated with you that Dr. Sims said tonight, you can definitely find our podcast on changingmindsonline.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Tuned In, and, of course, our YouTube channel. So be looking out for that and definitely play it at, you know, 24 hours a day as it moves you and as these words Dr. Sims said moved you as well. Well, everyone, I always end my portion of the call the same way to say we love you. Thank you so much for being part of our call and for joining us. We appreciate you, and God bless, and make it a really powerful week. We look forward to tuning in on our Tuesday night Empowering Mindset call. Have a great week, everyone, and thank you again for being on our show. Good night, everyone.